And this is Carol. We're just two best friends sharing our personal lives with you. And we hope to make you laugh and smile. Yeah. Welcome to the Laugh Lounge. It's <laughs> our first episode. Oh, I can't believe we're finally doing it. I know, I know. It's going to be fun. We're just doing this really just for fun. You know, share some stories and and uh, get other people's stories too. Though, and have other friends on the podcast. So right. it's really just for fun. I know it's what everybody says when they first start a podcast, but we really do mean it. We really do mean it. If it's not, if it's not being fun, I'm just let everybody know right now. I ain't doing it because I don't need no more stress. I'm I'm too old. Exactly. For this. These wrinkles. <laughs> I don't have any right now. Yeah. I need I need to get some more Botox though. <laughs> it's gonna wear off. <laughs> okay. So as long as it stays fun, I'll, you'll see me here. <laughs> Same here. Same here. And also, yeah. this is something fun to do and to see each other and talk to each other more. So, right. I know we get caught up in our own lives. But, yeah. So, Jennifer, so why did we start this podcast? Yeah. How do we even get on the topic? <laughs> <laughs> starting one. It was your idea. Let's just was tell it, it like Are it you is. sure? I thought it yes. was your idea. I thought it was your idea. You I think like, it was your idea. No, I think you said I that. I did? Yeah. I think we were talking one day and you're like, we should do a podcast together. I swear I, I think it was you. Mean. I don't know. I feel like it was you. Well, we'll just go with that. It was me. I got us into this mess. <laughs> Because I was like, I but don't yeah, even know how to we, do it. Because <laughs> we're doing it like. no clue. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing it all on our own. No help from anyone. So I was like, I don't know what the heck to do. What do I need to buy? What do. So thank God, you know, we found Riverside. So. Right. They're and awesome. YouTube videos that you Yeah. See. Oh, my God. We watch yeah. YouTube videos. And <laughs> Carol's like the executive producer, just so everybody knows, because I am not savvy like that. Not my strength. And she's They're doing all of that. <laughs> They're probably like, that's why it looks so crappy. <laughs> just starting. <laughs> I just figured it out. It'll I have a lot of time on my hands, know. though. I have time on my hands yeah. to kill, you know? I have nothing to do when I'm at yeah. work but sit there. So. Yeah. Time to kill. I know you're a busy girl though. So you've been doing you've been doing a lot of the work. And I appreciate you. I want to just I give just you been a living shout life. Out. Shout out to Carol. <laughs> <laughs> She's been holding it down, y'all. Hold it down. <laughs> so me and Jennifer, we've been friends for about what, about five years? Over five years? Five years or going over five years. I can't remember. I meant in twenty nineteen. October twenty nineteen. Yeah. We both met. Yeah, uh, we both were going to flight attendant training. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what made you decide to be a flight attendant? Um, I had always wanted to be a flight attendant. Um, and it was just a gap in my employment at the time and my life situation. My dad had, um, he has Alzheimer's and I just, I was helping take care of him. And then we had just transitioned him over to um, full-time care at a veteran's home. So it was like I finally had the door open to where I could do something like this because my son was in like what, like 15 at the time. So he was old enough where I could leave. Um, so I decided, you know what? I always wanted to do this and I just applied. That's, that's Actually, awesome. I saw one of my friends on Facebook. She had, a, she had gotten a job at um, the airline that we worked for. Oh. And I'm like, how did you do it? Because I was going to pay this 
pay for some schooling, like flight attendant school. They were going to charge all this money. She's like, no, don't do that. Just go on here and apply. And so that's how I found out about the airline that we work for, and I just applied through them. Yeah, I'm trying to think how did I find out. I don't know. I was just applying. I was sitting down thinking, what am I going to do now? You know, I'm not grooming dogs anymore, you know. Uh, my hands don't work like they used to, so... I got a condition and we'll get into that later, but, <laughs> but so I was like, basically like, what am I going to do? You know, my brother can, he makes fun of me. He's like, Carol, you're like Barbie. You've had like every career you can imagine. <laughs> you're right. Oh, I have. Lord. I really have been a photographer for years. I worked in a, uh, uh, Eastern state hospital mental facility. I was a, a mental health associate there. What else did I do? Oh my God. Groomer flight attendant back working at the airport again but i mean i've done so many things it's crazy but uh, mom uh, of two <laughs> mother of two yeah, <laughs> a wife too That's the hardest job and a wife yeah <laughs> so i was like okay, you know what, too. <laughs> well you know jeremy always had to like be the breadwinner he had to do the career i was more stay-at-home mother so i would just work yeah. where i could you know to make it work around his schedule because not only is uh, did he have a career going? He was also a full time student for a while. He was working full time, full time student, had a family, never, ever, ever dropped the ball. He stayed right on top of everything all the time. So, um, so basically, I just kind of stayed home, take care of the kids. I, I enjoyed it and just kind of worked different jobs. I think that's how I ended up with so many different jobs. But what I really wanted to do was be a vet veterinarian when I was little. Well, all my life, but I couldn't do that because there was no school that. close by. Yeah. Oh, always. Oh my God. Yeah. I have love animals. So it was my, that was really my dream career, but I couldn't do it. There was no, uh, vet school nearby, nothing like that, you know? So I try to work with animals though at animal shelter and things like that to be, be near them. But so after my last career, well, not my last, but the, <laughs> The one before the flight attendant, <laughs> one of my multiple careers. I was a dog groomer, loved it. Oh my God, because I love animals, love dogs, and I was good at it. Uh, so I had to stop doing that. And I was like, what am I going to do next? I'm like, well, I always wanted to be a flight attendant because my mother always wanted to be one. She actually. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. I love it. Well, she actually got accepted, but you know, she had a family and it just didn't, it didn't work for her. So, so I was like, you know what? I can do that. I don't have to use my hands a lot other than like <laughs> do the safety video, <laughs> you know, the go this way, that way, you know, um, here. exactly here. <laughs> and you put the mask over like this <laughs> and like this. Do yours first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But uh, the yeah. <laughs> always felt so weird doing that <laughs> in front of people and people filming you. Do you ever have anybody pull out a camera filming you while you were doing like the safety stuff? I wasn't paying close enough attention to know, girl. I, I did. I was like, they probably. I was did. like, that's weird. I was like, that's so weird. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so I applied to be a flight attendant because I was thinking about my mom and I always wanted to do it too. I was like, you know, my kids are grown. You know, like I can actually go, you know, because now, you know, with them being grown, I can actually try to do something maybe I've always wanted to do. And this was one of the things I always thought, hey, let's give it a shot. So I can't remember how I found out about it. I probably just Googled. And I do remember. No, no. I, yeah, probably just Googled. 
yeah, that's probably what I did. And I applied for different ones. And actually, at the same time, right, well, right before I got, you know, um, the interview with the airlines, I got a job at the airport that I'm at now. I got, they wanted me to come work for them. But then, like the next day, I got this job interview and I called them. I was like, because I didn't realize how many steps you got to go through. So I had to call the airport and say, hey, you know, I'm sorry, you know, but I, I'm going to go to flight attendant training. They're like, oh, okay, good, good luck. And now I'm back working at the airport again. So, and I love it there. But, so that's how I ended up, like, yeah, just like everything started falling in place in my life. Like, I can actually do this. But, you know, it got difficult. We'll get into that. But, but I do remember, though, like... As taking a shuttle every day. Yeah. Like, yeah. We were taking the oh, shuttle yeah, every day. The shuttle from the hotel to the, to the training center. To the airport. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, uh, I, forgot about that. I don't think we actually met, met for a week or two. At least I know, no, at least a week or two. Because I had nobody to talk to to tell what was going on because there's so much drama that was going on. And remember, Jennifer, they said, if you come here and you just keep your head down and you do what you need to do, you'll not get in trouble, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's exactly what I did. Kept my head down. And it still found me. Still found me. The trouble still found its way to you. Exactly. It was and, <laughs> and thank God I found Jennifer because I was like suffering in silence. I was like, oh my God, this it was my roommate, you know. Jennifer knows all about her. So I'll just give you guys a little lowdown. That way you get, you'll know why I appreciated meeting Jennifer so much. Well, basically my roommate, I knew her from our job interview together down in Charlotte for the airlines. And she was so excited to find me, you know, when I got to the hotel, like, oh, you're my roommate. You know, I was like, oh, great. Like, oh, great. I, I know this person kind of just from, you know, the job interview. And I thought, great. I was disappointed that we all had to share a room. It was two to each hotel room. I hate sharing. I you know? hated that. Oh, I hated that. <laughs> oh, it was awful. At first I was by myself and then I had to go share. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I yeah. forgot. Yeah, you had it good. <laughs> well, I had to share this the room with this one girl. And, you know, on my phone, I'm not sure if you got, you have the same feature, right? It's the, the light that goes off right here that for text messages or phone calls and I turned that on mm -hmm. specifically so when Jeremy was texting me that my phone wouldn't go off and keep her awake or vibrate it would flash, it's like it a would flash. flash that comes, but, yeah. Would, but yeah and I thought that would be good enough to not wake her up well she I don't know what she thought I was doing I guess but anyway we're in class la -de -da, you know <laughs> having a good time and I get called to the principal's office. That's what it felt like. I got called to HR. I was like, what? I was like, I didn't know what it was about. I went up there and they're like telling me that my roommate basically thought I was taking pictures of her in her sleep. I was like, what? I was like, I'm taking pictures of He's like, but she was seeing a flash. And I was like, oh, my God. And they asked to see my phone, too. Like, can we see your phone, see if there's pictures of her on your phone? I'm like, Yeah. And then when they tell me about the flash, I'm like, oh, my God, I got this feature on my phone. And I showed them this one when the HR woman was like, oh, my God, I have that same thing on my phone. Mm -hmm. And I was like, OK, OK, it's just a misunderstanding. Thought everything right. be cool. Well, 
I guess that I guess she didn't believe the HR people either. Because then, what about a week later, I got called again to the principal's office. <laughs> I was like, "What All is going while on?" While your nose was down, you were minding your business. Yeah, exactly. Being friendly, said. being nice to everybody. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm get called up there, and they're like, "Carol." Did you say, mmm, that tastes good? I was like, what? They said, yeah, in class, did you say that? I'm like, what? No, probably not. They're like, when so-and-so is passing out candy, this this young boy, you know, almost old enough to be my son at that time. (laughs) But anyway, he was passing out Halloween candy that our instructor told him to, and And I said, oh, well, I probably did say that. I probably put some candy in my mouth. Like, mmm, that's good. Like, who doesn't say that? Mmm, that's good. And I doubt if I said, mmm, that's good. I don't say, no, that's not me at all. And I said, and I told her that. And and, uh, they were like, well, such and such said that she heard you say that. I'm like, oh, my God, my roommate. I'm like, are you kidding me? It was just like one thing after the other. This girl was wanting to get me kicked out of training for some reason I told them I was like you said if I come here and keep my head down and do what I need to do there would be no trouble I'm like you guys said that that's what I'm doing and here it is like I can't get away from it and I was already going through some personal issues anyway you know at home you know um um so I was already stressed about leaving the house you know especially as long as we were gone so and this was following me. So I was already stressed and this was following me. I felt like I was just about to die. And I just kept getting called up to HR. And finally, they're like, Carol, mm-hmm. we're going to give you your, your own room. I was like, no, I'm not asking I'm not asking for that. I'm like, I can still, they asked me if I could still be in the classroom with her. And I said, yeah, but I don't want her beside of me because she is looking for something. But I said, no, I I can still do class with her and everything. I'm like, I'm not asking to get a room. Because remember, they said if you request your own room because you don't like your roommate, they're sending you home. So I was afraid maybe that was a test. They said, no, Carol, you've already been through enough. We're going to get you your own room. So so on the shuttle, when I met Jennifer, it was just a blessing in disguise because I was like, I had nobody because they asked us to not talk to anybody about anything, you know. So, I mean, going on within the job. So, but yeah, we were on the shuttle and somebody brought up the office. And I don't know who it was, but I know that I probably lit up. I wonder if it was like Haley, maybe Haley brought it up or. I could see her bringing that, bringing that up. Yeah. Yeah. It might've been her. My eyes lit up because I'm not a TV watcher, so I don't watch a lot of TV shows and. I honestly didn't start watching that show, The Office, until after it was off the air for several <gasps> years. I found it late. So I did, too. I think, I, yeah, I found it, too, like a season or two before it went off the air. Because at first, when I first started watching, I'm like, I don't like this crap. But then I went back and watched it. I was like, oh, my God, I love this. This is great. Yeah, it's funny. It's awkward and, then, and funny. It makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> and I think it was you or someone said, they were talking about, what was it, uh, the safety with the fire drill episode. You know the episode. Fire drill episode and the safety. Yeah, they were both in the same episode. It, and um, you know the season know and it, episode. It's, it's season <laughs> five, episode 14. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. And I was like, oh, my God, I love that episode, too. And it was just like we just bonded over the office. Thank Thanks, you. Dude. Office. I, I got, we got a lot to thank 
that show for. It really just bonded us. And then, you know, other things bonded us as well. We found out we had a lot in common. And that's when I was like, I can. That we had in common that really like made me think like, this is like a God thing. God put us together. Is that we both um, had family members that were suffering with, you know, mental health issues. Exactly. Um, Yes. And like, you know, topic of like suicide and all that came up. And it's like, we were able to connect on that front and we were both stressed out at the same time with that same stuff. And it was just like, I'm like, this is totally God. There's no way we could have met in school. Both had the same kind of stuff going on and like bonded over the office and all of that. And your personality is just amazing. And I just loved you right when I heard you talk. I know. I, I was telling accent. everybody how accent, I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> her accent. I love it. My accent. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, it's yeah. here to stay. I try to get rid of it. I can't. <laughs> it's here. I'm glad. Good. I sound Keep more it. ridiculous when I'm trying to correct my accent. I'm like, nah, just, just there. Here's just what, stay. Here's what the audience thinks about your accent. <laughs> yes. So we're going to keep that. I love that. <laughs> That clapping's so funny. Oh my god! But uh, yeah, what we're talking about? I'll try things that we were going through. Yeah, it was really like meant to be. We were going through, and I would have never thought you were going through anything because you're always so joyful, smiling. Like, and then we started, we just started connecting and sharing stuff. I'm like, I can tell this girl things, and I really felt a real connection. It's hard to find a friend where you can like really spill things to, you know. And they'll know like come out, come back from right. somebody else. And they'll know what you're it. going yeah. through too, you know? Like right. you knew what I was going through. And it's hard to right. connect with people if you don't have the same experiences sometimes. So that we, we yeah. On those fronts. And then also I remember like okay, back then, remember my hair was really short and I yeah. had to literally get it done every two weeks. Yeah. And I like didn't have a hairstylist, so I had to find a hairstylist. <laughs> yeah. I asked another black lady that I saw in the hall or something. Where did you get your hair done around here? Because we were in Ohio. And um, she gave me a name of someone and I got an appointment. I'm like, gosh, dang, now I need a ride. And thank God. Good old Carol. She she had driven to. I took mine. To training. Yes. So yes. It was not that far. She was so kind. And you told me to get my hair done all the uh, times that I, I was like, here's to. my keys. Take it if you want, you know. I even let you take it did to I church, didn't one, I? Too? Yeah, you did. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you gave me gave too. me gas money. I'm like, you don't have to give me gas money. <laughs> My mama raised me right, girl. <laughs> I was like, no, I you would. <laughs> then I let it come up. I let other people borrow my car too that I trusted. So I'm a generous person. I like sharing. If I have something somebody needs, I share it. I'm a very sharing person. I like to share. I like to give more than receiving, though. That's me. That loves me a lot. Yeah, it does really come back to you. I do think it comes back to to you when you do those kind of things. I do. Absolutely. Drinking my water. My water. Gotta hydrate. I think, like, I think part of the reason why we are good friends, too, is we we both have, um, like, a joyful spirit. And we both love to laugh and find the comedy in any oh, I know. That we can. And we just, we're both kind. I think our, our, our nature is just genuinely kind. 
and we genuinely genuinely just like to help people and um, be a blessing to others and I think because we're just so much alike in those areas that like it made us bond really fast and become really fast yeah I agree in training (laughs) oh training was so much fun but man who would have thought you'd have to study as much as we did I was so stressed out like, I, I remember too. barely being able to talk to Jeremy. I'm like, Jeremy, I got to study, got to study. I'd make my little index note cards and like, I could have passed this Girl, test because you can't fail any. Yeah, flashcards. Yeah. I remember the airport codes. I was so worried about remembering the airport codes. <laughs> and we didn't even really need the airport codes. I'm like, what? Remember, they told us we had to memorize those before we went yes. to training. And it was like on the and test once, a couple training, of them. Like, oh, you can read it. Like the safety, <laughs> the safety thing. They said you had to memorize it on all that stuff they sent us. Yeah. And when we got to training, they're like, oh, you can just read it. I'm like, really? Oh, my you God. You had to memorize it. I know. And then they're you get there and it's like training was not what I thought it was going to be. It was so much book work, studying. Like you didn't even really learn really what to do on the airplane at all until after you graduated then you had to go to uh what was it get your what's that called i'm going blank you had to, when you had to do training flight attendant and yeah and they had to like yeah give you then your, you, you, then you get your wing so you're not really a flight yeah. attendant when you graduate flight attendant school you have to go through another thing and earn your right. wings which i have the video of me getting my wings you have the video did anybody take a video of you um i have pictures i have the pictures okay of the i have a video me when i got my wing yeah i think one of the flight attendants uh was taking the video like they were surprising me they announced it to everybody Aww. on the plane i was like oh. yeah i just felt so happy happy me too. and proud of myself because that training was so hard that training you know was the hardest part of the training hard was for me remember all those different <laughs> airplanes and the different ones had the equipment in the different places. I'm like, well, whose idea was it to put this equipment in all these different places? And we had to memorize exactly where everything was in the plane. And we had to, like, have diagrams of these planes on the test and, like, yeah. type right out where it was. I was so stressed out with that. That was horrible. I was, too. But once we started PTSD working on the planes, well, once we started working on the planes, it's like, oh, this is not, like, how I thought it was going to be. I thought I would never find anything on the plane. But, Yeah. But once we went on the plane during training, once to see where things were, I kind of had a little bit of of an understanding. But then you got to find out, yeah, like these different planes have different places for their safety stuff. So then you got to remember where you can put your luggage when you take it on the plane, stuff like that. I don't know. But yeah, I felt like uh, training, it gave us a lot of knowledge about the planes, safety, like instructions i guess but yeah really how to work on it no like they don't teach you how to give out soda and pretzels in training no they don't teach you how to make drinks in training no you learn that when you're trying to get your wings so it's not like it takes a science a mad scientist or whatever to, to to do that but really you're going and you're like what am i supposed to do now like they didn't show us how to do this or even how to like bid for your schedule like you, they, no. Yeah, how to do all those things? Like, yeah, yeah I never figured There's, that out. Very it's well. so complex. Yeah. It's so com. And then once you think you got it figured out, how to do your schedule, you don't. You don't. Especially if you're a low man on the totem pole, and you got the senior flight attendants up here who know all the loopholes. 
right. and flight attendants who got the lines. And then you figure out how you're getting paid, like you don't realize you're not getting paid unless the plane door is closed and you're right. like moving and right. in the air. Like that's when you get paid. And other than that, when people are boarding, when they're deplaning, and when you're sitting at the airport. And you're not getting paid nothing. And when you're, <laughs> yeah, nothing. Getting ready in the morning to get to the airport at 2.30 in the morning. Zero. Not till the exactly. airplane door closes. Exactly. Like, I'm like, how do people make money doing this? Like, exactly. I never make it work. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, it'd be hard. I don't know how single people do it unless uh, they're I don't know have no bills or have roommates or you're you're making it work. But the stress that comes with it is not it, it's not worth the money. Yeah. 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 You know I would still stress is when like I would have to be like the front the forward flight attendant <laughs> i love that the, front of the plane i didn't because i'm not a drinker, i did so i didn't know how to make oh. any of the drinks and so i was stressed out i remember one time i was having to make a drink for a, a bloody mary and i went over to the man and i asked him what was in the bloody mary and he told me because i couldn't remember and i was stressed out i'm like thank you and then i went back and i quick made it i'm like i don't like this <laughs> forward flight attendant thing <laughs> i eventually got it but it was oh it was hard for I me i loved it i just i don't know why i liked it i did i didn't mind working in the back either that never bothered me but I really liked working in first class I, I felt like it he stayed a little bit busier you know because you're waiting on everybody but but do you remember having yeah. to look for the rolling the roller bags as they came on because the the airline that yeah we before, you weren't allowed to bring any like roller bags any any nope. bags with wheels they had to be under the plane nope. and so yep. we had to like watch have a keen eye out when people were boarding to see if they accidentally snuck a and some of them get on. mad like they wouldn't want to valet their bags yeah I mean, there was one lady had a Louis Vuitton and a roller bag, and she was flipping out on me. I'm like, I understand. I understand how expensive it is. I'm like, but I can't let you on it on the plane with it because we can get fined, remember? We can get in trouble. The exactly. air, the, yeah, big trouble. Like, it's not and my mine rules. Was a first class person, too. A first class um, passenger gave me trouble one time with a roller bag. <laughs> so much trouble that the pilot. Oh, yeah, don't step out. Yeah. Had to yeah. come out and tell that man, no, she's right. You do have to check this bag. It cannot be on the plane. And yeah. then he finally listened. He wouldn't listen yeah. to me, though. So. Yeah, I always like. That was the that's, only trouble I ever had on the plane. Yeah, I, I never. Had any other issues. I, other than thinking we were going to crash, I didn't have any problems either. <laughs> you had the most dramatic experience. <laughs> I was what, very, I was very, very new. I got to tell a story really quick. I can laugh about it now. I, I won't, sometimes I still tear up when I think about it. But I was a fairly new flight attendant. And the other flight attendant that was with me was newer than me, like fresh out of training. And she was working, I can't remember, forward or aft, I can't remember. But anyway, I saw those, you know, like the... The lights, the chimes and the lights was going off. I was like, oh, my God, that is not what I think it is. Because, you know, that was just drilled in us. And flight attendant school, like, this means that. This sound means that. And the lights mean this, you know. And I was like, that is not what I think it is. Yeah, it was. the for Yeah, she was in the forward. She called me. She's like, Carol. I was like, what? She's like, the captain called. He said that we're having a, plane, a problem with the plane. And we're not yet sure if we're going to make it to the airport. He doesn't know if we're going to, where we're going to land, basically. 
And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, he's Basically told us. An emergency we, landing. An emergency yeah. landing. He's like, she's like, so oh we, God. yeah. And what happened was that it's kind of like cruise control on a plane. Like, you know, so sometimes the pilots aren't even really flying the plane. They're sitting there, you know. So it's really, it's really eerie to see. But the first officer heard something clicking or something that didn't sound right. And he realized that that type of cruise control is the only thing I know how to compare it to is uh, it was taking them off course. And sometimes when planes crash, it's because something like that happens. It takes them off course and they don't have enough fuel to make it anywhere to land so i was like so that's all we knew that's it just like we don't know if we're gonna make it you know you know and i was just like oh my god so we had to get up <laughs> and do uh, uh get everybody ready for a crash landing basically yeah okay, it was scary that, remember this is okay so this is one of the things that we had to do in flight attendant school we had to actually evacuate a plane actually scream <laughs> oh, out god. the commands and it's like stressful you gotta scream, to like yeah. Out the commands, say the certain things in a certain way, do things in a certain order, blah, blah. So I asked Carol, I said, okay, so when that happened to you, you had to do the emergency landing. Did you follow all the right rules? And what happened, Carol? What did you do? <laughs> I didn't. I took the papers out of our binder that you're supposed to, right? I could not yeah. see the words. All I saw was letters, just. I couldn't focus, but I was trying to remain calm. Obviously, I was trying to be real calm, you know. Yeah. So I just basically still remembered from flight attendant school the gist of what we're supposed to say, basically. <laughs> so I kind of ab libbed a lot of it. So. Yeah. And I was just like trying to keep myself calm, and the passengers are like, I could see like in their eyes they were like freaking out, and I'm trying to like mm-hmm. you know like calm, kind of like that. Was that one skit I sent you? What was it from Saturday Night Live? <laughs> The flight attendants are being like really calm and <laughs> they're preparing for some kind of thing get, that's getting ready to happen. But yeah, I couldn't read the words. So back off, I got them like, you know, briefed and everything. And I went to the other flight attendant and we were like <laughs> saying, I hope to see you on the ground, you know. And then I, when I went back to my seat, I know we're not supposed to have our cell phones out. I stuck, I got my cell phone and I was texting my husband and my kids like, I love you. Love you guys so much. Don't know if we're making it to the airport or not, but just wanted you to know that I'm thinking of you guys. And then I put my phone away. And then we, I see, I'm looking out the window like, okay, we're going to land in the water in the trees, you know, just waiting, 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 waiting. Like, And then finally I saw a runway. I was like, okay, okay. I was like, we made it to the airport so maybe at the very worst that's going to happen is that we have a you know crash landing and the fire department and everybody was up and down the runway waiting on us i'm like okay so they're going to like put us out probably if we catch fire at least there's hope they didn't have to do that it ended up just being a really really rough landing because they had to fight with the plane the entire time because that plane wanted to go one direction but they needed to go to another so it was it was nuts and i was just so scared and then when we landed, I could just, everybody was clapping. You could see the, the passengers were so relieved and they were all looking back at me, you know, like, we made it, you know. It was like the scariest mm-hmm. thing. But, you know, I didn't, it didn't keep me from wanting to fly again, even though I thought I was going to die. You know, that fear, that impending doom, you're waiting mm-hmm. to die, basically, or see if you're going to die. So you're just like, okay. And I was like, if I'm going to die, okay, I've had a, good life so 
you know, awesome. <laughs> so at least I had a good life, you know. But no, but you know what I can't believe happened to you guys after that, where they did whatever they did to fix the plane, and then they made you guys fly that same plane empty with no passengers, but the same crew fly that plane back to to its next location. I'm like, y'all could have got somebody else to do that. That wasn't cool. They did give us an option, and me and the other flight attendant thought about it about leaving but I was like no they should probably put us on another plane with a crew that we don't know at least I know this crew our captain and first officer knew what the crap they were doing and it saved our lives it saved our lives it really did so oh, I'm like I trusted them, them. Whatever yeah they're I trusted doing, them. Stay with them yeah I was worried about yeah. the plane but not worried about them but yeah, we had a, we, wow. I got pictures of the other flight attendant, you know, we were both sitting in first class and she just looked like still decompressing. And, you know, as soon as we landed and got the passengers deboarded or de- deplaned, our phones, all of our phones were just going off. You know, American was calling us yeah. trying to make sure like we were okay. And I probably shouldn't have said oh, that, wow. but, um, yeah, they were all calling, making sure we're okay. I mean, everyone, everyone. And then finally. Uh, I guess my text did get sent to Jeremy, but he was sleeping, I think. And he got him and was making sure everything was okay. So, But yeah, they were like, just as soon as we got the passengers off the plane, everybody's phones. So they were quick to make sure we're okay. But yeah, they did give us an option to fly or not. I was like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay, so they didn't make you do it. I thought No, they didn't. No, they didn't. I was thinking about like just going on home but I was afraid too like if I said I didn't want to fly on that plane that maybe uh they'd put me on a different trip and they probably wouldn't have but I didn't know so new yeah. and all but yeah I'm not that was, like, a, your that's, most dramatic thing that happened to you yeah on the flight, yeah right. I had like really drunk people come on the plane and I have to get them back off but this one guy he was so out of it when he got on the plane his ticket was like this like crumpled up and he was hooking and he couldn't read it and he couldn't see the numbers <laughs> of the seats and i was like and, and the thing is a gate agent gave me warning about this guy said that he was in the bar drinking all morning because he's supposed to have went to hawaii but where covid and everything was happening he didn't have the shots i guess so he had to go i think he was going down to miami and uh, so he was like depressed, I guess, and was drinking all day. So by the time he got to us, he just did not know where he was at. It was so dangerous. But he didn't um, get mad at me, though, mm. at all. I think he was just so out of it. Like, yeah. So because it could have been bad if he stayed on that plane, the altitude. Because I wouldn't have been, give, I wouldn't have been giving him any more alcohol. But the al- altitude with the alcohol already in his system would have probably been bad. But then if you get him to the airport where he's supposed to go, like, he wouldn't know where to go. He's so drunk. Like, it'd be so dangerous. And I didn't want to be held accountable for anything like that. But I had this one lady who I thought was dead in the seat. She was so drunk that, and she was fine. I was talking to her. She asked for a Chardonnay. I said, sure. She seemed normal, sober. And I gave her Chardonnay. Next thing I knew, I was walking to the back of the plane. She was, like, slumped over. I was shaking her, trying to wake her up, and I had other passengers trying to help me. I had the other flight attendant come and help. She wasn't waking up. I'm like, oh my god, like is she dead? But she had a pulse. But I'm like, oh my god, I can't wake her up. I can't wake her up. So I had to call the captain. I have medical uh, uh, people, an emergency crew there waiting when we landed 
to get her off. It was scary. I was like, wow. I, she must have been drinking right before she got on the plane for it to hit so fast. But no, I've not. So I've honestly. All the and then I had all the minors <laughs> and I had disabled people. Like, oh. I, had, I was flying one time with a 30, a flight attendant who had been a flight attendant for 30 years. She had never in her 30 years of flying had to use the wheelchair. We have a wheelchair on board on the aircraft, for those of you that don't know. And so this one lady, apparently, who can't walk, couldn't walk, she needed to use the bathroom on our hour and 15 minute flight. <laughs> So I look at the 30 year flight attendant for advice because I don't know how to use the wheelchair. <laughs> she tells me I've never had to pull out the wheelchair in 30 years of flying. I'm like, okay. So we figured we had to figure out how to pull the wheelchair out, open it up. And we haven't done it since training. She probably hadn't done it since 30 years ago training. I just got through it. So yeah. So we were trying to, you said she's to older too. We opened it up way older than me. Yeah. Like 20 years older. We finally figured it out. Got the lady in the wheelchair, wheeled her down the aisle to the bathroom. Got her into the bathroom, got her back into the chair and back to the seat, obviously in time to land, thank God, but that was a nightmare. And then the only other thing that happened to me was we had to land. We, we, we were trying to go to Florida and we, we were, everything was fine until we got there. And then when we were going down to make our landing, the, they couldn't land. It was too windy or there were, the conditions were horrible. I remember you telling me this. We had to pull back up and turn Tell back around that. and go back to the airport that we came from. And people were flying there to go to weddings, to go to funerals. And we were at 2 o'clock in the morning. We're back at the airport we started at. And it was like a walk of shame, the crew having to walk by all those passengers waiting in line to rebook their flight. It was a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember you like, so stressed out over that. I remember you telling me about that. Oh, my God. And some of the some of the passengers that were like savvy flyers, like they could tell that we were going back up and that we were turning. And they're like, why are we turning? <laughs> I was trying to have a good straight face. But I could tell we were turning, too. And I didn't know what was going on because you can't talk to the pilot during this situation. You just have to be you're just back there kind of like until they call yeah, you, you and tell you, you what's going on. You don't know. Yeah. So yeah. we had no idea. We just had to fake it. So I acted like everything was okay. I kept a straight face and said everything's fine. And I knew we turned too. I'm like, shoot, I knew we turned too. I don't know. I don't know. Why are you asking me? I'm just a flight attendant. <laughs> or I love I it when I the we... forward flight attendant, unfortunately, <laughs> who had to be in charge. But, I always loved it. Yeah. Did you have anybody ever say like, I'm not going to be able to make it to my connecting flight? Is there any way you can call ahead? And I'm like. No. no one ever asked me that. No. How am I going to call the airport? Right. Our phones yeah, only work back and forth to us, you know, in, right, the, right. in the in the cockpit. But yeah, your phones don't work, at, you know. But yeah, like right. who would you call anyway? Like who would you call? I, I'll have. I, if someone I've had me, I'd be like, you better call Jesus because I ain't got nothing for you, <laughs> sir, ma'am. And as soon as those doors open, I'm not getting paid either. So that, that's really right. don't get good luck. Nothing after that. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> that's so true. Oh, my God. I'd love some of the questions like, what was that one meme I sent you? Uh, one of the passengers is asking the flight attendant, like, how often do planes crash? And she said, once. <laughs> Just once. <laughs> Such twisted humor when you work on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> or you get yeah. excited when they say you can't do service. So all you got to do is just sit there oh, on the yeah. plane. You can't serve. I was like, yes. So Thank you. That. Turbulence. Yeah. <laughs> Too much turbulence. The pilot said we have to stay seated. Sorry. <laughs> but not sorry. 
Right. I love it. Right. I love it. But I, I mean, turbulence that. is a big thing just for people who don't who don't understand why you have seatbelts on. I always wondered that too. Why are you freaking wearing a seatbelt on an airplane if you're crashing? I mean, good luck, right? right. Turbulence. Oh you know what happened to me? Turbulence. You know to me when I was a forward flight attendant, I just remembered this. Okay, remember all those carts that we had to have locked in certain positions? Oh, like, yeah. You had to make sure all the things were locked before you took off? Well, guess what happened to me one time? I was a forward flight attendant, and one of the freaking carts, I forgot to lock it. So it's like rolling out, and I'm like, oh, my God. I, I had a skirt on. <laughs> I had a skirt on. I, lift, I I stretched my leg out and I held that thing in its little place until I could. And everybody's seeing you because you're you're everybody can girl, see you're standing. There's no. I was so no hiding. Scared. I'm like I'm about to get fired because this cart's gonna roll out and hit somebody. <laughs> but I I did. I, I my long legs came save the day. I held it. I've done that. I've done up. that before. Like oh god, you know. <laughs> Rolling out. That was like my out. worst fear, and that came true. And mm. ever since then, I was so careful with making sure all the things. One of mine's the coffee pot, like maybe forgetting to empty the coffee pot. You know, what if it flies out hot coffee? But at least there's, you know, a wall kind of in front of it. So like, if it flew out, it'd have yeah. to curve around the wall and hit somebody. But still, like, yeah, yeah. I messed up a few times. You know, <laughs> lock it, lock it, lock it, lock it, lock it, lock it. But yeah. But nothing major. When it came to safety, though, I did. I was very by the book when it came to safety. Yeah, you know. So, I. so you know, forgetting to lock a car in every now and then. I think everybody does that. But I enjoyed I the job. Talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I really. I, I don't think I ever got to enjoy it like I wanted to because I think I was always so stressed out. I was always so yeah. worried about the safety pieces of it more mm-hmm. than anything. And yeah, like saying the certain things we had to say when we took off and when we landed to make sure we were prepared in case there was an emergency that we had to act and always paying attention to all the passengers and watching everybody make sure no mm-hmm. one's passing out, no one's dying, everybody's okay, no one's trying to open up the emergency exit, no one's trying to get into the, where the you know pilots are and all that. So yeah. Oh God, I enjoyed it, you know, until uh, the commuting just was so hard. If I lived next by a hub, you know, uh, like. So like Atlanta or somewhere, it wouldn't have been hard, you know. I have a friend who um, she retired from uh, Delta, and she lived near the Atlanta airport, so it was much easier for her. Different experience for her, but when you don't live near a hub, you have to get to your hub to report to work. So like I would have right. to go to Lexington, uh, Bluegrass Airport, jump on the plane there, and my last hub was Charlotte. Go to Charlotte, but I'd have to wake up like what three thirty or four in the morning to go to. Lexington to catch the plane to get to Charlotte to only report around 11 or 12 that day. So you're already like up for hours and then you still have your full not day. Getting paid, not getting and not paid. getting paid and not getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. And we you got to hope you get on the plane. Whatever, but yeah. But you, then you also hope to get on the plane too. Cause you know, when you, right. um, you're, standby, you're not, you're not deadheading. Yeah. You're standby. Yeah. So you got to hope it was just so stressful. And then trying to get home, it's the same deal. Trying to get from Charlotte. I was, what I was, yeah. I was based in Charlotte, Philly, Dayton, 
Cincinnati in a short period of time, man. Cincinnati, I wish yeah, worked I was out. Philly, uh, Dayton, and Cincinnati. God, I really like going to Cincinnati. I had uh, crash pads in all three of those cities because no. of the fact that I couldn't always get flights out. Yeah, I had to get a crash pad. Oh, the God. Where you go and you sleep. When you can't get a flight See, home I- to get back home, you sleep there, and then the next day you fly home. Right. And my so. thing is, if we had to do a crash pad, if we were still doing I would get one with you. And maybe somebody I know really well, I could not have a crash pad with strangers. I can't do that. Oh, I'm like, I, I can't. I had like, I just, there was like eight people that lived in the house I was in in Cincinnati. Then you had somebody like steal your lot. shoes. <laughs> Use your shoes. You said you were looking yeah. for your shoes and one of the other people wore them because you came back and there they were. There they were. Somebody warm. Yeah, oh my God. Man, I'd horrible. have to smack they were somebody. Not either. They were dirty these people. They did yeah, no home training. And oh. they used to take the alcohol off the plane. When I got to my uh, car, mm. they had all these alcohol all the alcohol bottles. Like they had taken them from the plane. I'm like, oh They're my braver God. than me. They're braver than oh me. Oh my God. Nope, 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 nope. It's not worth that. I mean, come on. Well, you know what? <laughs> I guess you don't get paid a lot. Maybe they couldn't go buy Maybe a that's... bottle themselves. And you know, after sometimes right. a trip, you're like, oh God, I need a drink. Yeah. <laughs> At the end yeah. of your trip, you're like, oh, this is three or four days. Fine, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, I, I never understood that. I mean, some of them would just openly. Ooh, I'm like, hmm, take dishes. I'm like, they say American Airlines on the bottom. I'm yeah, like, why? Yeah. Why? This one girl's uh-huh. like, do you mind if I take this? I'm like, complete set. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she wanted her complete set. I was like, that says American Airlines. I'm like, why? Whatever. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not telling you you can. So I'm going to go back here. Right. <laughs> I'm not going right. to get in trouble. Am I like, getting fired or taking a little bottle of alcohol or a, a plate? <laughs> No, I'm not. No, I like my job too much for that. <laughs> Sorry, uh, we're gonna be playing with this stuff forever. Like this is so cool. I love all this. I'm gonna see. Yeah, I was trying. I was trying to find it. There it is. Yeah, clapping. This is. Yeah, I gotta do it now. <laughs> it's loud. Woo. Yeah, it's loud. But uh, then, you know, it just caught. Then I ended up getting a, a double ear infection, uh, fluid on my ears when I flew up to Michigan. My head was just killing me, killing me. And I was telling uh, the flight team, I'm like, I can't do service. My head, I feel like my head's going to explode. It was killing me. And so when we got to, I think it was Flint, Michigan. I think it was Flint. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got there and I went to the ER. And I remember that I wasn't feeling well and I had a temperature. They asked me, this is like peak COVID when hardly anybody's still on the plane, you know? And uh, no, no, no. Yeah, it's still peak. And uh, so I went to the the urgent care and they asked me if I had a fever. I said, yes. And they never thought about testing me for COVID or anything. Just, and I was like, I'm surprised they didn't test me. But right. I did have an ear infection. They probably thought that's all it was. You know, didn't, no need to test. Because I know the tests were kind of hard to get to, you know, around that time. But um, so Jeremy, I wasn't allowed to get back on the plane. I was like, so I couldn't finish my trip. So it's either rent a car 
or Jeremy come get me because I wasn't out on a plane. So Jeremy drove all the way up there. I was like, come, it's like, yeah, you can come on up if you want. You don't have to. I'm like, it's a long drive, you know? So, but he did. He came up and that I night. I obviously as like, wasn't home because I live in Michigan. I'm only like an hour yeah. and 40 minutes from Flint. Oh, shit. I obviously man. probably was on a trip myself. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I couldn't come get you. Oh, well, Jeremy was so sweet. He came up there. I was like, you know, we got a hotel free for the night, courtesy of the airport, you know, because I was on a trip, you know, yeah. so he came yeah. up, we stayed the night, we came back home. And then on the way home, I took a nap. But then when I woke up, I felt like I was hit by a truck. Like my voice, I couldn't hardly talk. Everything just went downhill. And uh, when I got home, I was pouring the sweat. I was pouring the sweat. And uh, I was even showing Jeremy, like showing him my stomach. He's like, I've never seen anybody sweat like that. He's like, it's rolling off of you. I'm like, I know. And then the next morning, uh, my grandson had a soccer game. And I, I'm like, should I go, you know, because I'm sick. I'm like, well, we'll be outside. And then we passed a skunk that was killed on the side of the road. And Jeremy's like, oh, my God, it stunk. I'm like, what? He's like, that skunk. I was like, I didn't smell anything. And that hit me. I was like, oh, my God. I don't have a sense of smell and I had a fever and why didn't mm-hmm. uh, uh, urgent care take care of me like why did they not test me and then so I had to go through what was it a drive-through or something back <laughs> to do a test oh, you remember back yeah. yeah and yeah. I had the delta variant I mean I it took me months to get over it it would kick my butt and I already had the shots already had the shot. So, and I was really bad off. I'm like, maybe the shots kept me from getting worse. I don't know. But, but then I ended up getting COVID too. So it was just like in between commuting, getting sick. I got sick a lot, you know, on the plane, sinus problems. So if you have bad sinuses, don't be a flight attendant. That's for sure. But right. Gosh, I did but, out before COVID really got worse. Like I, I went on like a, well, they laid us I off, mean, remember? Where they allowed us, they allowed, they, they did allow us to come back. Flying, they allowed me to take a leave, and I took a leave. Oh, I did too. I to come back in December, but I didn't go back. I, yeah, I was, I was like, nah, like well, good. remember, we didn't know what COVID was. We're like, you know, seeing all these right. dead bodies in New York, and, and you're flying, you're like, oh my God, and there's like really nobody on the planes. Like, I remember we flew from Milwaukee once, and there was only one person that was boarding the plane, and we put him in first class. We're like, you got the entire plane to yourself. You got a private jet today. <laughs> yeah. Like you can have anything I you want I in first I class. Like three people on it. And I, we moved everybody to first class and let them have whatever they want. Oh, yeah. whenever I worked first class and we had empty seats, I would move people to first class. I'm like, you can come on up here. You can come first class. This one old lady was like crying. This old lady. She was so old and so cute. She was crying. She's like, oh, I'd never flown first class before. And it just like made her day you know I just treat yeah. her and she but so funny because sometimes when I'd meet people in first class they were like oh he's afraid to ask for something to drink or eat I'm like you know the alcohol's free up here yeah first class snacks but they were always especially military if you moved in first class they're like no I'm good of course they can't have uh alcohol if they're in uniform but especially the boys fresh out of boot camp or girls too they're just always yes ma'am no ma'am Mm-hmm. Afraid to smile, you know, <laughs> some boot camp. I yeah. guess you don't smile a lot. <laughs> but now yeah. I really did really, really enjoy the job. And I technically am still employed. And so every now and then I play around with the idea of going back because I'm still technically on medical. And so I don't know. 
it's still in my mind, but I really like my new job at the airport. You know, it's just, I do absolutely nothing. It's incredible. I sit and spin in a chair all day, take selfies, starting to work on this podcast a little bit there. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, well, one anyway. <laughs> this sweet guy. But um, I'm trying to think. But yeah, I really like my job. And then if I get bored, I get up and I go walk. I walk around the conference room table sometimes or walk through the area. If I'm in heels, I go to conference room table and I walk. I walk at least a couple of miles, you know, throughout the day and uh, while I'm at work. Or if I'm wearing flats, I'll go walk through the airport. So I get like two 15-minute breaks, a 30-minute lunch. So I'll break it all up just to go walk. Because I'm like, I don't want to sit down and like eat or watch my phone when I've already been sitting for hours, you know. So, and I really love my job that have the nicest coworkers ever. Hello, as you can see, my hair is different. We did have some <laughs> technical difficulties with like the last 10 minutes of what we recorded previously. So we are coming back live to do it again. So yeah. I think we, we no left clue off what you talking about your, your job yeah. and that you, how you yeah. like the people that you worked with. And yeah, I like my job, I like the people that I work with makes a difference if you like the people you work with. Because I used to have a job where I would sit out in the parking lot and I would dread going in. I'd have to just like talk myself down, you know. It was like really difficult. Now I actually really enjoy going to work. That's good. Yeah, it's really important Yeah, to like the yes. people that you work with. It makes or breaks your day. They help you survive and get through the day. Yeah. Exactly. But. Especially since I basically work by myself. And I kind of like myself okay, so. <laughs> kind of just conversate with yourself, have a conversation with yourself. Exactly. <laughs> Y'all get along good? That's good. <laughs> uh, yes. Did but you ever have a, a job that you. podcast. Oh, it was. It was absolutely a fun this podcast. Yeah, I had it. it and was I think just it's going to get better as we go. You know, it's just this is our first one, so we can't expect to be perfect. And things will, you know, it'll get better as we go, and we'll figure all these little technical things out. And exactly, because we're doing it ourselves. We're not paying anybody to produce it or anything. We're trying it ourselves. And Lisa, <laughs> we might need right. professional I think help we later. Did a great job. Yeah, yeah but for this cool. one, we'll just we'll be a comedy show for someone. Maybe I don't know. Exactly. But we did it. And I'm proud of us for doing it. <laughs> and I think there's just nowhere to go. But up from here, we're doing That's great. right. So I agree. Alrighty, I guess until next time, we'll see you guys until next time. See ya. Peace. Peace out. Okay, that was good. That was good. Okay.